Hello and welcome to this Endo Life Season 3, Episode 20. I'm Jessica Duffin and this podcast is all about bringing you guests who are helping others to live and thrive with endometriosis. Welcome back. I've had a good break, but I'm so excited to be back and to share with you the guest lines up for this season. I've literally just had another interview um, before I recorded this and I'm so excited. I just think the guests this season are just going to help you so much. You may remember um, just before the end of the last season, I did a poll to find out what you guys wanted more of on the podcast. So this season is a lot about managing endometriosis and reducing your symptoms. Um, So I hope you find it really useful. Do let me know what you think. Um, You know, hit me up on Instagram. Um, Yeah, I would love to hear from you. So before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by you and me. Um, so what I mean by that is I love making these podcasts. Um, but as some of you know, they take me a real long time to arrange, record, edit, and get them out into the world. And they also cost money. Um, there's the hot, the hosting of the podcast and website, the editing software and the equipment and the apps that I use. So I'm asking for your help and support to keep this podcast going. If you like the show and you find it helps you live better with endometriosis and you can afford to donate a little bit, um, would you consider helping me cover the costs and keep the podcast going? I've set up a Patreon, which is um, a website where creatives can like um, ask for donations um, to help provide free content. So a lot of YouTubers, podcasters, um, bloggers um, do this. You'll probably start noticing them everywhere. Um, and it's just to keep so that they can keep their content free for you guys. Um, and that's obviously what I want to continue to do. Um, so if you are able to help support the show, I would be deeply, deeply appreciative. Um, I love having you here anyway, and I'm so thankful that you're listening and that you're part of this community and you're helping others to live better with endo. Um, and yeah, if you could help, Um, support the show then that would be amazing as well so if you are interested you want to have a look um, or you'd like to donate the um, url is www.patreon.com forward slash this endo life and patreon is p-a-t-r-e-o-n and i will also put the link to that in the show notes thank you from the bottom of my heart Um, also this episode and the intro music was edited and produced by the pod farm podcast editing services for new and established podcasts so you can visit the pod farm to find out more about their services and how they can help you grow your podcast from just an idea to a polished and successful show and p.s it's my boyfriend's business so yeah even if you're not setting up a podcast just giving him a shout out would be cool he's probably going to delete that bit but you know anyway so we're opening season three with totm or you may know them as time of the month TOTM uh, provide organic subscription boxes uh, that are filled with pads, cups, tampons that are all kinder to your vagina. Um, Today I'm talking to the lovely Fee and Alex about how TOTM started and why the founders were so passionate and determined to create organic period products once they found found out about what was in conventional period products. We discuss the chemicals that are found in tampons and pads and how those can affect our hormone health and even actually have an impact on diseases like endometriosis. Um, and we also discuss how organic period products can actually start reducing symptoms um, of painful periods and other symptoms um, that may come with periods and hormonal disorders. And we also find out what the startup is doing to change the lives of those living with endo. So enough talking from me. If you haven't tried going organic yet, I think this is going to be a really interesting start for you. I've also got a competition over on Instagram. um, So you've got a chance to win some goodies from TOTM. So if you're interested, hop over and get involved. Um, And yeah, I hope you enjoy. So I thought I would start with getting you guys to introduce yourself as there's obviously two of you um, and finding out what your roles are at time of the month. So I'm Alex and I do all of our social media communications and content mm-hmm. and I'm Fee and I am the marketing executive so I do um, different things for marketing so anything from our emails to, to kind of the strategy side 
a bit of a mixed bag really <laughs> yeah I mean it sounds like both of you have really fun jobs and in such an amazing company yeah it is good fun we've only been there actually both of us have only just hit our year anniversary so we oh. haven't been <laughs> congratulations yeah. uh, thank thank you. You. it's been such a fun fun year so far it's very fun different year. to yeah, what like we were doing because I was doing fashion promotion at uni and I kind of I just saw it and I thought it's so different and it's such a nice environment to work in because it's just so empowering and it's kind of like opened us up to a whole new world mm. like we've both kind of like switched like even things like our deodorant our makeup everything it's kind of like completely become a lifestyle we've learned so much <laughs> yeah it's really interesting it's funny that um a lot of people so I my background's fashion as well and oh, I meet that? yeah so I meet so many people in well I have a mix like it's fashion and then it's charity and then it's kind of a mix of both <laughs> um but yeah like so many people who were in fashion seem to move into well-being uh, yeah. you know wellness and I think I don't, I don't know if it's being in fashion that makes you kind of want to look after your well-being it, I guess it depends where what type of part of the industry yeah. you are in but sometimes I mean I definitely neglected my well-being when I was in fashion so yeah but well, I think at uni in general I kind of neglected my well-being so when I came out and graduated you start looking after your body don't you and thinking right I need to sort myself out and then it's kind of like adapted from that I suppose and if you look at fashion as well, it, it is quite trend, isn't it? In the yeah. sense, and I think nowadays there is like a huge movement about people being more aware of everything that they're eating, using, mm. you know, just kind of looking after, like not just as in physical well-being, but also like mental well-being. So it is, there is a, a bit of a change that we're all kind of, you know, part of, which is nice. Yeah, totally. It's actually really nice to see it happening. I know wellness and well-being gets like quite a few eye rolls but um I think it's done so much good for for many of us so I'm glad it's happening I'm glad it's a trend in a way um it's definitely been a shift and even the sense of like that like people becoming vegans and for me because I can't eat dairy it's great because when when like I first found out I couldn't eat dairy and gluten stuff there was nothing on the market yeah and because it's all shifted and there's a trend for it now there's so much out there it's great mm. yeah Absolutely. it's amazing I mean even when I started the endo diet a couple of years back I couldn't really find anything like I was so limited and um I write for endometriosis news and so I recently did um two columns on going dairy free and going gluten free and I was kind of giving advice on where you can get good bits and you know restaurants and I realized how much it's changed like I knew it had changed but when you're writing about it I was like I could go on for ages about what you could eat it's that because like people think oh you must be so restricted because you can't eat gluten you can't eat dairy but there's just so many options out there like alternatives like you can go to restaurants like now and you can get pizzas and you can have a complete gluten-free base and dairy-free mm. cheese and it is so much better because you don't feel restricted whatsoever. Yeah, I, I love food now. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's that kind of changed my life in a really weird way. Uh, so um, in terms of like your company, obviously you guys both sound really enthusiastic about time of the month. Could you tell us um, a little about what you do and how the company got started? So we're both in a kind of, mar well, in the kind of marketing area of the, of the business. So we kind of look after things to do with the brands, to do with the communications. Um, we're very hands-on with our with our kind of socials and our following. We're hugely passionate about our community as a brand. So myself and Alex are literally the ones that are, if anybody like comments or posts anything, we're the ones who are responding. Oh. <laughs> Super hands-on. And, and obviously every every tweet, every post we see, and it, you know some of them really, really brighten our day we love it so um so yeah we're really kind of hands-on with with the kind of anything to do with the brand um but the actual business itself we're still a startup so we're still a small business there's only a team of well six six, six or seven of us oh, yeah wow. so we're still very small and all of our operations are based here in cardiff as well so we've got like our packing team um who you know that sounds really big but again it's just three two or three, well, two two people and part-time um, so we, yeah, we're, we're still in the kind of early, early days for the business, but it, it kind of has been going officially for around about two years, but last year was more of a turning point because 
we did kind of relaunch ourselves and have a new website and the thing about this business is it's not just the um, natural and kind of sustainable period care side it's also the subscription side right so there's a lot to kind of get right and develop and learn from and um and obviously there's lots going on there so it kind of started with the desire to be a subscription service but when our founders we've got two two company founders uh kate and saint and when they were kind of looking into the products they kind of realized the need for transparency in this industry of what stuff actually went into products yeah and it was a massive eye-opener for them called an into like called a lot into question and obviously this is where the this kind of we learn more about the need for this organic side so we've kind of always wanted to be this more disruptive business <laughs> <laughs> you know like offering you natural cinema products but also a more convenient kind of way of getting them with the subscription side so yeah there's been a lot going on yeah so did was it kate and saint the yeah. founders that's, those two they're quite cool names they uh, are. <laughs> like saint I'm kate getting them, get them like muddled together <laughs> so i was like i can't say them <laughs> um so did they when they were starting up the company were they thinking they were just going to go with like a normal sanitary products company as in the ones you could get like in boots for example but on subscription and then they did the research and decided to launch with organic or yeah. Uh, yeah obviously because it's like a kind of taboo thing that no one really talks about no one actually stops and kind of thinks like what's actually in my tampon or like what's in my pad that I'm using mm. so they were obviously just researching into it and um saw like the environmental impact and the kind of what they were made of and thought well Saint Saint has a daughter as well and he was like it's not something that like I'd want her using and I know like most females if they knew what was in it they wouldn't want they wouldn't want to use it themselves. So that's when he kind of thought they need to be organic. And, and that, this was free. a few years ago as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Before, before it, because this was about four years ago when they kind of did the initial kind of research. Because, you know, like every business, there's sometimes time where, you know, it's something that is starts as a sideline project or something that you think, oh, that would be a good idea. I'll research into it and see what happens. But it doesn't actually come into fruition until yeah. a few years' time. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so it kind of started... Started, it started in Jersey. Yeah, it started about four years ago in Jersey. And then it was, so it was almost like that research phase that really kind of molded it. And then over the last two years, it's just kind of become what to your I think it was, about. it was almost started, because um, Saint used to be a, was a stockbroker. So he was doing some, he was kind of just doing it on the side. And then he saw like how big this was and the potential to really disrupt the industry. And so he kind of took it full time and brought it over to Cardiff and, um, so we kind of officially launched sort of like two years ago and then we've had a big rebrand and kind of relaunched just last year. So still kind of like in the startup stage. <laughs> yeah, no, I that's really interesting about the um, relaunch because I remember writing, so I, I wrote like um, an article on like the coolest subscription boxes, but I made sure they were all organic, but for periods. And um, I remember it, I did it last year and it was before your relaunch. Uh, so like yeah I, no I noticed like the change and I think it looks beautiful and I love what you guys are doing with your campaigns which we'll definitely like get on to later um so as we're on the subject what are the toxins that are in sanitary products because I think you hear a lot about like toxins and organic um at the moment and sometimes you're not really clear what that means so yeah, yeah I think obviously having that knowledge can help people make make decisions yeah well the main thing is that they're made from a mix of they're either just cotton or a mix of cotton and rayon right um, and the process of extracting rayon is extracted from wood pulp um so obviously this is big in the sense that it's it could be a cause of deforestation because you're it wastes 50 percent of the tree um but during this extraction process it produces dioxins as a byproduct so yeah so it's like a when they're bleached um so this is obviously linked to things like endometriosis um and then cotton itself um if it's not organic it's obviously the the pesticides and stuff but they also add um fragrance which are edcs and i can never endo endocrine endocrine <laughs> i can never i always say endocrine but i'm like in my head i know that's wrong <laughs> yeah, i always get mud up saying it but this can obviously 
because it's like unknown chemicals that can throw your hormones off. Um, they also have unknown finishing agents, chlorine and synthetic fibers. Um, but obviously it's still a bit unknown kind of yeah, the finishing that's... agents because they're not required to disclose their ingredients. So it's still sort of an unknown. I think that's the area. whole point, isn't it? It's yeah. like what you said about, you know, about the knowledge side of it. I think depending what is in there or not, the fact that they're not disclosed is a huge part you of it. You don't know what you're putting mm. in. Yeah, and we say when you say the word fragrance, I mean we all kind of think, oh yeah, I put perfume on, you know, whatever else. Or, but you do, what are the actual chemicals that make up that perfume? So when when you don't know what that is, obviously the vagina is one of the most absorbent parts of the body, and it goes straight directly into the bloodstream. So I mean it's so absorbent. They've actually done tests about. I mean I've read things before about them potentially using it as like, you know, for medical kind of insert, you know, for, to get things directly into the bloodstream because it is so absorbent. It's it's almost like if you don't know what is in the products, then you don't know what you're putting into your bloodstream. Which is, you know, if when you're you know trying to control your diet or you know for to for you may say for example you've got intolerances or you've got a condition or whatever else, then you are more mindful of anything you're using on your body or eating. So this is an area where needs you know mm. complete mindfulness because it is going directly into the blood <laughs> yeah yeah totally and I mean can we dive in a little bit more about the dioxins um and the other chemicals because I I've been working with endometriosis um for a couple of years now and there are um there's like divides around how much of an impact these chemicals have um, some people will, will dismiss these as it's kind of like a bit hippie and uh, there's that kind of old stereotype that going organic and using more natural stuff is like you know really yeah just really out there and hippie but there are studies into this um do you know of the studies or like you know just a bit more of the research we do the only thing I would say is any kind of reports or research or studies we kind of come across they're very vague and right. there isn't a lot of research and, and I think that's that calls into a lot of question is the sense that even, even like like I know obviously we're talking about dioxins here but even the products themselves there's no long-term research no. on things that build up and there was a research um, study which was saying about the cumulative effect of dioxins because obviously one thing that you could argue is even if there are dioxins you know in this process they very it's a very small amount but it's the cumulative effect that can have an impact and that hasn't actually been been studied so it's more that it's again it's more this kind of mystery and lack of research lack of knowledge around ingredients that does kind of call things into question because you think well you know if that that could potentially be a risk i mean there's there was a study that we were looking at recently which was i think it's a woman's voices for the earth study and they were saying about, you know, suspected endocrine disrupting chemicals and carcinogens and allergens and these types of products. But again, it's all suspected. There's no actual, there's no long-term research over it. So they suspect that these products, these ingredients are in the products, but then, you know, it's, so there is a potential risk, but then there's no more information mm. you can find. So it's like, you don't really know what, <laughs> what, what, you know, what the risk is. And that is, you know, it, it's, it's quite worrying because it's something we all deserve to know and should know. Yeah. yeah. And I think um there there's definitely like one study sticks out in my head that they did with monkeys with dioxin and it having like a direct correlation with endometriosis. Um though I get what the debate around that is is that there wasn't that I think there was only like 12 monkeys it was it was quite small and I guess it's a couple years old if if not more now. Um so, I mean, it's it's interesting why there isn't more research. You know, yeah. there's research for endometriosis is definitely um, on the up, which is great. But yeah. there's still, you know, not enough at all. I mean, if they've compared, you know, the cells are similar to cancer cells. And I've even had my last surgeon say, um, he was quite angry about the whole thing um, and he was just saying you know I see it destroy lives like it, it it destroys lives like it like cancer will like come in and it just it takes over and yeah. so it's just really interesting how prevalent something like endometriosis is and how little the research how much little research there is on chemicals that have been linked to it 
Yeah, massively. I was talking to one of my friends last night, funny enough, because she's got, she's suspected to have endometriosis. And she hasn't had any kind of surgery, you know, because I know you have to have kind of a surgery to kind of confirm, don't you, that you've yeah. got, uh, got endometriosis, but she hasn't had that yet. But based on symptomatic and the fact that her mum had it. Right, yeah. Uh, or has it. Um, they, they, they're suspecting that, that she does have endometriosis. And she was kind of, she was kind of saying that it's like, one of her questions was, you know, well, they're saying to me that potentially my mum's got it, so I might have it, but how do they know about that link? <laughs> like, <laughs> why is that? And it's it's all these whys, and, like, you, you, it's just, again, you think, what? I just wish there was more research around it and, obviously, more information because you never get that answer otherwise. And, you, like you said, you never know what kind of measures can be taken, and it's just, it, like you said, it, it has a huge massive impact on people's lives well we couldn't believe it when we spoke to um jamie the girl we mentioned earlier who does the endo wall mm. she she was telling us her story and about how it taken years and years and years and years for her to get diagnosis and she'd been opened up and they said she had it but hadn't done anything and we just couldn't believe like how prevalent it was and how much it genuinely takes over your life it was it's mm. shocking to hear yeah i mean it I know so many women who've had to like completely change career paths or have stopped working or, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm sure we're going to look back in, I don't know, 20, 30 years time and be completely appalled that this was allowed to happen. Yeah. But yeah, I, I will actually link for anyone who's interested in supporting research. There is a charity, I think they're called Wellbeing of Women, but I could be saying could be remembering wrong but I will link um in the show notes so they are the charity who funded research um into the discovery of the similarities between endo cells and cancer cells so um you can support them so if you're interested I'll put that in the link for the listeners um so going back to you know what companies are putting into the products and also like the fact that it is a mystery like we don't know why can they do that like how why firstly why are they using these chemicals like is it because they're like you know cheaper or something and and how are they getting away with doing that without like what's the regulation there they, they are cheaper that is one of the things on mass scale. yeah because they're on mass scale they are cheaper and they're regulated as grade two medical devices so it means that manufacturers don't need to disclose the ingredients. Um, but obviously, we believe there needs to be more transparency around it. It's, it's something that we don't really know ourselves, how they get away with it, why it's allowed to happen. But that's pretty much... I guess it's probably taboo stuff as well, though, a little yeah. bit. Like there people is, don't talk about yeah, it, Yeah, people don't talk about it enough, so there's not that much pressure that's applied then for them. You know, I think that there's... We've heard of lots of different things in the past of, you know, especially in the US, that people kind of campaigning... And obviously here, there was a huge petition a years, uh, years ago to get the mainstream kind of manufacturers to put ingredients on packets. But then it, it doesn't seem to get much movement. Right, yeah. <laughs> I remember when I first started, I was told about um, somebody in the US that was um, that was pushing to get this kind of transparency in the, in the industry. And every year, it just doesn't get anywhere. Um, so it, it, it is honestly, it's a huge question of why it is that why it isn't you know, why there isn't a huge, you know, thing around this. And it's just, and even things like putting aside the kind of main ingredients, like Alex was saying about the cotton and the rayon, things like fragrance. We don't actually need that at all in the no. product. <laughs> why would you need fragrance in a tampon? That makes no sense. People associate with like, obviously you want to smell nice. And I genuinely <laughs> think that's why people think, I need something that's fragrance because then it will keep me fresh and smelling nice. But we have so many people who say to us, um, after I use your products, like, I just feel so fresh. I don't feel like I'm wearing a nappy. I, I don't need the fragrance. But you start to associate fragrance with feeling fresh and you don't actually think this is actually a chemical. And coloured dyes as well. Like, I, I completely, like, blinkered off to it through that throughout the years. But, like, even on things like pads, like... When I found like an old old school pad kicking around, <laughs> um, when I was going through my going through my like sort having a sort out, 
I was, it had like purple kind of like lines like yes oh my god I remember them I haven't yeah. used like I've been using organic for a few years so I forgot about that like flowers on them or something exactly the same that's what I kind of you know been using TOTM for, for, for such a long time that I thought you know this is what I'm used to now and then when I kind of found it I thought oh, okay that's interesting and why is that needed like why, why is and it you can <laughs> smell the fragrance when you go down the aisle like we went into we went into Tesco's and we were like god it, it literally smells like fragrance <laughs> it's so pungent yeah no it's crazy isn't it like the products for women they're like oh we've got to like put flowers and like lilac yeah. lines on the sanitary towels like let's be real it's gonna get yeah. covered in blood so yeah. not really right. gonna see those lines not necessary and the whole point that I mean like just when we were talking then you said you didn't notice that you know the that you just go oh yeah actually I, I remember now they used to have those on there you don't notice that they're not on there's not something that you really want or need yeah. but it just goes to show that it's just such an old-fashioned kind of you know very unchanged industry for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what it's all about you know it's this time for disruption and there has been so much movement especially in the past two years or so it's been amazing so yeah cool so how can like you're actually what what products and what products do you have and what do you use like what ingredients do you use in your products instead so we have tampons in all absorbency so we have applicated tampons from light medium super super plus non-app tampons in medium super and super plus and then we have pads which are they're called day pads and night pads, which we're actually looking to change because people associate you have to wear a day pad in the day and night pad in the night. But it's actually just the absorbency. So the night pads are the more absorbent ones and the day pads are the less absorbent. Um, and then we have liners as well. And we're actually bringing out a cup um, in the next two weeks or so. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it's <laughs> exciting. Um, so, yeah, so... We basically, we only use organic cotton and we try to be more sustainable and eco-friendly. So like our applicator tampons all have cardboard applicators. Um, we use paper wrap-on, wrap-ons? <laughs> wrappers on the tampons <laughs> and they all come in cardboard boxes. Um, and then for our pads, we use a cornstarch biofilm. So all of the ingredients that we use, we try to be as sustainable and eco-friendly as possible. There's some areas which we can't avoid, but we're always looking to develop. Like a glue, a non-toxic adhesive. Non-toxic adhesive. Um, It's like a small amount of, you know, it's it's things like like that that we think, you know, we could make it more sustainable because it does, I mean, the pads themselves, they're organic cotton, so they're biodegradable, but obviously the adhesive, it's it's not because it's an adhesive, but it's such a small amount that um that is something that we always look to improve and obviously you need the glue you so need the glue to stick it to your it, it's a bit hard like in that sense and then um because obviously we're a subscription one-off and we deliver the products we deliver these in um sugarcane packaging which is a renewable source and it's all recycled it's fully recyclable as well so we are trying to cut out um plastics and anything like that wherever possible um, and reduce the impact on the environment where we can as well yeah, no, that's that's amazing. I've got your products actually. They arrived the other day, so I'm trying them out soon. <laughs> so, what's the feedback that you've been getting from your products? Because I think from what I've read online and from my own experience, so I I stopped using tampons. I was I previously was using um like organic tampons, but they like. I felt like they were causing me more pain personally. So then I switched to pads and I just felt so much more comfortable. And I had the same issue with like a cup. Um, Oh God, the first time I used a cup was really, it went so wrong. So (laughs) it was like the middle of the night and I was in like loads of pain and I couldn't get it out. So I had to do like yoga for an hour to try and relax. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, not fun. Experience. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I, from what I've read, like people's first experience with cups, like it takes a while. Yeah, but yeah. I just it's one of those things you got to persist with. It, yeah, I just think personally for me, like when I'm in pain or my period due to endo, like it's better that I don't have anything inside. So um, obviously, like I I use your pads now. So what? But. It's interesting because I've seen comments online and seen comments on your site that people are 
responding really well to them. So what's the feedback that you're getting and how is it impacting on people's like health and pain levels? Really, really, really positive feedback um, in general, because this, I mean, there's, there's immediate kind of changes with the people experience. So a lot of people say to us that, you know, they, um, oh, and, and like all of my friends included, like when I got them all onto it, they were like, wow, this is amazing. Um, things like itching, um, I mean, the pH balance in the vagina is so delicate. It's so easy to throw it off. And menstrual blood itself can actually disrupt the balance in itself cause, just because of the acidity levels. So, yeah, so it's, it is, it's a very, very delicate balancing act. And obviously things like um, any kind of fragrance or anything which can disrupt that any further or any kind of finishing agent or chemical can obviously lead to immediate irritation. So you could have things like itching if, if, if you've got like pads or tampons that are obviously just kind of affecting that area um, and obviously throwing off the pH balance, which could also then lead to potentially a thrush-like symptom. So a lot of people kind of say that um, if they use the pads or the tampons, that if they had any irritation before, or even irritation that, they, that was quite low level, that they, they just kind of had come to accept that was normal. Just a um, general discomfort. Yeah, like one of my friends, for example, she said to me, oh, I always used to get itching on my period. I didn't think it was anything major. It's just it was something that I used to get. But since I switched, I was really surprised to see that it, I don't get it anymore. Wow. <laughs> so, so there's things like that which are immediate. Um, and obviously if there was a sign of irritation, but also some people who don't have, I mean, some people are just super fortunate that they didn't have any kind of irritation before, no itching, nothing. And they switch for potentially other reasons, like for the more transparent ingredients the or for the eco, the cruelty-free reason. And they just say they find it more comfortable. Just really soft. Yeah. And you can't do not feel like, the tampon. From, from personal experience, like... I when I started wearing the pads, I was like, I forget you forget that you have them in. Yeah. And like, well, I use tampons and I use pads at night, and you, I genuinely sometimes think, oh god, I've got to change because mm. I just forget that I'm wearing one. <laughs> like that's how comfy that yeah. they are. And even if you don't, if you think, oh, I, I never really had irritation, and you try them, it's just nice knowing that you're not putting anything inside you. Yeah, we've, we comments on. I mean, we get a lot of DMs on on Instagram. And we, like I said, myself and Alex, the ones that are <laughs> picking them up and responding to them. And we, we honestly have such such lovely feedback of people saying, you know, I used to dread my periods because I just really was uncomfortable all the time. And just just having different, you know, all kinds of experiences, whether it is irritation or whether it is just the fact that, you know, they, they, just, they just had a general uncomfortable feeling. And saying like I'm so glad I discovered your products because they're they're making they're making my periods feel a little bit more bearable, a bit more comfortable. And it's just it's things like mm. that, that that we love hearing. And this is what we're trying to capture as well because, I mean, it's 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 real real people's experiences. And I mean, we're very honest about our feedback. It's not all glow glowing feedback yeah. because not everybody gets on with different things. And with this type of product, there could be the case that, you know they've gone for, somebody's gone for the wrong absorbency so they potentially need to try something different or they've they struggle with cardboard applicator yeah so they with a cardboard applicator which is and all that kind of thing as a startup we were always looking to improve and innovate so we we take it all on board the good and the bad and we think to ourselves okay well, what can we do to improve we're always looking to extend the range so we do have nice comments as yeah. well from people saying that like really big cases obviously people were really struggling where they say like my cramps have improved like they're not as bad like my period's shorter and we we actually met this girl um when we went to London Fashion Week who was saying that she cannot use tampons like she doesn't get on with them whatsoever she finds them irritating and she just knows they're there the whole time like she can just feel yeah, it yeah that's how so, I was um, like yeah yeah, so she she bought some of ours actually, and she messaged us not long ago saying, "I just wanted to say thank you to you guys. After six years, I can finally use a tampon. I don't find Ooh, it irritating, and my period's completely changed." So we get really really positive feedback like that, which is so nice to hear. Yeah, it's so interesting because I've seen on on you know on your success like your stories and feedback and comments that people I've seen people say like oh I've got endometriosis or I've got xyz and my periods are really really painful and now they're not as bad or you know the pain is gone so that makes me think that whatever's in the other products to a degree is not even not obviously it's having more of a long-term effect the studies show it's affecting you know hormones and 
may cause things like endometriosis, but obviously there's more research. But the immediate effect is that maybe our body's rejecting whatever's been put in or is near, you know, near our vaginas. Like why, why is it that when you're using a product with dioxins in, for example, your pain may be worse and then you switch to organic and it reduces there has you know that's that's so interesting to me because it's saying to me that the, the body's reacting to something mm. yeah and it's and it's not just I mean we spoke I spoke to our consultant gynecologist about this actually because um I was having a chat with her about um we're basically this is kind of part of a campaign that we're building up towards um, towards the end of the year, which is just basically just all about these experiences, the good and the bad, just putting it all out there, people, because we like to just be honest and very yeah, real. Yeah. And I was talking to her about it, and she said the thing is that it's worth bearing in mind, which is which is why the TOTM kind of future um, is all about giving people choices to use on their period, more natural and choices, because it's not just necessarily organic cotton, because there's nothing in the organic cotton which makes it better, it's just the lack of, is, is yeah, it's, what, it's what it doesn't have in exactly so finally was saying you know a lot of people that she sees that switch to a menstrual cup say exactly the same they they say you know what well, I, I can't believe how you know how much more i just you know if, if they get on with a cup because like like we said it's all about choice and some people just maybe can't get on with the cup for whatever reason or they just think you know reusables aren't necessarily for me there's all kinds of, you know it's all personal preference at the end of the day yeah People who switch to even a menstrual cup, they can say, I just can't believe how much better my periods are. <laughs> so yeah. it, it could be any product they switch to. It's just that. It's just it's not having the chemicals yeah. and stuff inside inside your body that makes yeah. a difference. It's the switch that's so important. Yeah. So interesting. I can't wait to see more research come out on this <laughs> in the future. <laughs> I think we're just all going to be like, told you. <laughs> I know. We'd, we'd love to have like absolutely like like we were saying this before because we have so much um so much anecdotal evidence but not a lot of scientific evidence yeah, because yeah, yeah. as well it costs so much money i mean to do a clinical study you have you just have to pay so much money for to do it and we're just not at that level whatsoever at all. so we have to just go anecdotally but when you know either we get to the stage or somebody else gets to the stage like another alternative provider where they can actually study it like you said it would just be so interesting yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's gonna happen it's just you know guess it's just about when so can you tell us a bit more about talking about p- campaigns your period powerful campaign I've said that right haven't I like period yes. powerful. okay cool <laughs> just making sure um and how women can get involved with this so do you want to cover off <laughs> yeah we're, we're basically just encouraging people to be period powerful take power of their periods so there's a few different areas so we're encouraging people obviously to talk openly about ingredients. Um, so kind of take a moment to think, you know, what's inside the pads I'm using, what's inside the tampons I'm using. Um, and we're obviously trying to challenge period taboos. So we're very open um, on our social channels. We did a campaign um, end of last year called Talking Periods. And we put together a group of bloggers and we just basically got them to talk about their periods. So worst periods, their go to exercises, snacks they want, their worst period ever. First period. Yeah, their first period, anything like that, just with the hashtag talking period, just to generate a conversation. Yeah. And it was really nice just to see people openly talking about it and just not being afraid and, like, just hearing all these stories. It was quite engaging for us. We were, like, yeah, fascinated right. hearing all the different stories and stuff. Yeah. Um, and we're keeping so, that going as well. Yeah. Like, this is, like, this is what we do. It's, like, we're all about starting and driving the conversations um and as part of that it doesn't one of our huge kind of pushes as a as a brand is menstrual health and wellness and kind of a reproductive mental health and wellness so it's those conversations are part of that but it also we as a brand use our platforms to kind of build a community where we all talk about these different things and we can start the conversations by talking about endometriosis sharing people's stories talking about pmdd and sharing people's stories talking about even on the wellness side you know natural ways to manage cramps or natural to feel a little bit more energetic after your period because you know things like magnesium which mm. can have a huge difference on your energy levels um which can really affect that you know I, I, before i started taking you know kind of <laughs> getting into this kind of stuff i um i used to get really really tired post-period um and to the extent where like i would just feel absolutely wiped out and flawed <laughs> um, but that's 
made such a difference because obviously you lose so many nutrients during your period. So we kind of talk about that and we work with experts. You've also um, got to replace the blood you lose. So exactly. iron is like a massive thing to, to give you a little steps. So we work with experts to try to kind of share that. So as we build this community, I guess that was what's driving the campaign and is part of our mission and anybody can get involved with it. It's just joining join the community and get involved yeah. and, you know, share your experience, talk about your period joining the conversations that we start and kind of be part of this like period powerful movement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do, um, we do other things like another part of it is to help give others power over their period, power over their period. So obviously those in need, we want to help them menstruate with dignity. Um, so we've, we've got one of our other period pioneers. Um, she has a kind of sort of like campaign group, I guess, called Periods in Poverty. Um, and she set up drops around Cardiff where people can donate products and then they donate them to um, charities and stuff like that. People basically who need the products, vulnerable women, those in need, to homeless people, anyone like that. Um, and then we are, we've partnered up with a charity. I can't say the charity. Slamai. <laughs> <laughs> Very Welsh. Um, we've partnered up with them to do regular kind of drops of product. Um, so on Boxing Day, we did a box for box. So any um, box that was purchased, um, we donated a box to them. So that's all about part of like being period powerful, you know, helping others be period powerful as well. It's just, yeah, it's just a big movement, isn't it? And it's, it's something we're, we're kind of, as a brand, we're trying to, like I said, start the conversations, get people to join in, lead by example, I guess. And if you want to kind of phrase it like that. And we've also brought on board seven pioneers. I don't know whether you've seen them on our social. Yes, I'm, um, I've am i interviewed Sashan. Oh, oh, oh. Sashan, who's obviously the womb room. Laura, um, who runs the Vicious Cycle, it's like an awareness project for PMDD. Uh, Jamie, who obviously we've mentioned quite a few times because she's an endo warrior who started at the endo uh, wall awareness movement. Fiona, Fiona who Alex just mentioned, just periods and poverty. Emily Hoyle, who's got um, the Good Blood Project, which is, she kind of has like this kind of period power project, which is all about breaking taboos and- Removing the shame. Yeah, we're kind of being period proud, yeah. yeah. And we also have Phoebe, who is a TSS survivor. So is very, um, you know, just, just in herself, just her story is just so important. And last but not least, the lovely Angelique Panagos, who is a nutritional therapist who is, she's, she's got PCOS, um, endometriosis. She talks about, you know, not just her conditions, but also talks about how to kind of manage it with your lifestyle, with diet. So she's, she's great when we say about sharing this expert kind of tips. She's just, she's just so amazing, the advice yeah. and tips that she has. So they're all kind of people that are, you know, really making a difference, really, you know, doing all kinds of different projects that are just raising awareness or, um driving some kind of change so they're kind of like part of our period powerful campaign mm. as our pioneering <laughs> ladies <movement. laughs> oh, amazing but obviously it's not just limited to them like we want no, everyone to everyone get, get involved, involved. Yeah. um so we always encourage people to you know even if it's just sharing a story if you're if you're on your period or something and you've got something to say <laughs> about it just sharing it on socials um just joining in the conversation really so we can get this kind of movement going um, and show people that periods don't need to be taboo and that we can have power over them. We don't need to let them have power over us, I guess. <laughs> cool. So can people use just use the hashtag period powerful? And do you still yeah. use the hashtag talking periods too? Yeah, yeah we okay. use both of them. We use the both of them. And yeah, there'll be more. Th we've got some exciting kind of further developments with the campaigns as the year rolls out. Okay. So there'll Amazing. be more things for people to kind of get involved with or you know, little experiences here and there. We, we're massive, like I said, we're massively about the community. We don't, we just don't want to be like, this is what we do. This is our brand. This is us. We want it. It's more about everybody else. And mm. um, with, and obviously, like I said, every comment, every conversation, everything, we, we're really hands-on with following stuff. So we just want people to kind of just come chat to yeah, us. Come <laughs> chat to us, get involved and just stay tuned for future developments. <laughs> oh, that sounds exciting. I hope it will be. <laughs> <laughs> We're saying that. We're, saying that. We're planning it out now, so fingers crossed. <laughs> okay, I'm sure it will be. So um, you also, like as you said, you support lots of different charities, but you, you've partnered with Endometriosis UK recently. 
Um, so I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that partnership and, you know, what inspired you guys to, yeah, to support them. So we, um, we, we obviously have a charity of the year. Um, and this year we just basically a, a lot of the things like that we talk about as a brand, we started speaking to endometriosis UK and obviously just the endometriosis alone affecting one in 10 women taking an average of seven and a half years to diagnose. There's obviously a lot of awareness that needs to be kind of raised in this area. And, and I mean, we've t- talked about things like um, research and also just going back to what you said about, you know, when you, when your GP said about it, just ruining, ruining lives and they're just being, you know, a lack of, of awareness, research and support. Especially after we spoke to Jamie, it was such a yeah. you know, we were like, we need to do something. It's, it's just, and obviously Endometriosis UK, they're a small charity. So as a brand that is small, but, you know, really trying our best obviously to, to grow and get our name out there, we saw an opportunity to really support something that could make a difference. So we, um, we have a donation system set up with Endometriosis UK. So from every box that's sold on our website, so it's not just the organic, it will also be the cut. 10 pence of that goes to Endometriosis UK. Amazing. So um, obviously it's just, just a donation that we do, but we're also doing a lot to obviously support their efforts in raising awareness. Um, just like I said, there's, there's just there's so much to be done. So, so yeah, so we're really proud to support them. <laughs> Brilliant. I used to work with at Endometriosis UK, so they're... Yeah, they're close to my to my heart. Um, oh, they're really lovely. They're such a lovely like charity to work with. I really enjoy. I mean, it's only been because obviously we, it's only three months into the year, current four months into the year. So it's mm. obviously early days in our partnership. But just the conversations that we've had and the things that we've had, you know, just just everything else. It's just it's just been a pleasure to kind of partner up with them. So yeah, and they they work so hard, and you're, it's a very very small team. So yeah, yeah. They, they're so on the on the button with kind of things coming up and things like that so they've honestly they've we've yeah like I said we, we do really enjoy working with them and hopefully you know as as we grow we can help support them because obviously they're make, they're the ones making a difference at the end of the day mm. we're supporting their efforts doing that so yeah but we've met we've spoken to some really like nice people on social as well like it's kind of brought like an endo community to us as well and we did um obviously because it's endometriosis awareness month we've done quite a big push in it this month so for endometriosis awareness week we turned all of our socials yellow to support it and um we spoke to lots of endo warriors and stuff and just hearing their stories it was just like we're so glad to be supporting this charity and helping Mm. and people the people were so like grateful to us it was so nice yeah I mean there's such a especially on Instagram there's a really strong endo community and like huge. yeah they all you know everyone gears together and supports each other so it's definitely a really lovely space to be in it really is it's so nice like we've seen so many like I remember um we worked recently with Sally who has got a community called Let's Overshare on mm. oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, honestly I it really touched my heart when she wrote a blog for us she wrote a blog as like about being one in ten um just sharing a story um just, you know very honest real kind of story and when she put it on her blog, she's on her Instagram, she said, oh, I'm really nervous and let me know what you think. And all these comments, everyone was, you know, oh, it's great. Like, it was so lovely, honestly. We, we we love seeing things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's like you said, it is such a lovely, supportive community. Um, yeah, no, it's lovely yeah. to be a part of it. And thank you guys for, like, being a part of it, you know, and doing so much. <laughs> yeah, doing so much to support, support the cause. So I know you can't... Um, give away too much because you said you're working on some things but what's what's next for totm sorry i want to say time of the month but it's you don't say time of the month you just say totm yeah yeah we say totm some people get a bit confused and call us like totem and totem okay a bit of a mix but no we just stick to totm we're totm organic on socials as well so it gets even more confusing yeah amazing um but yeah obviously we've got the cup launch coming soon so um we want to be positioned as sort of a natural ethical and sustainable period code brand which gives you choice um and obviously helps you be period powerful um and like we said we're we're a startup so we're always listening to feedback so we're always looking to improve the product products and expand our range and service um so we we kind of appreciate every feedback that we get um 
and we're always looking to innovate. So we have some exciting ideas um, that we're looking, stuff. yeah, developments that we're looking forward to sharing, which we can't actually give too much. No, we can't, we can't go there yet. <laughs> We can talk about the cut because obviously it's two two weeks out now. So we, and we've talked about it on social. So it's mm. you know the, well, the cat's yeah. out the bag. But, <laughs> but with in terms of other product developments, things like that, we're currently working on them. So, um, but we but we're, we're we're happy to let you know first when we've got more. Okay, no, that's exciting. <laughs> really cool that we, yeah, we can't go into too much detail with it. And we've also got something exciting coming up with, like I said, with the period powerful campaign and stuff. But. Um, so yeah, there's, there's lots going on and it's always, every day is honestly like a, just like a, just a new day. There's so much that we're, we're constantly looking to do and we're always listening. So yeah, I think it's just, just the case of stay in tune for you, join our community and <laughs> see what happens next. Cool. Well, yeah, I will make sure that when you guys announce new stuff, I will post it on Instagram. So you got the listeners will be the first to hear. Oh, thank you very much. That sounds great. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been such an interesting conversation. And yeah, like we said, I'm just really intrigued to see how this all unfolds. And as we become more aware of what we're putting in our bodies and we're becoming more empowered, I think we're going to see lots of changes coming up. So yeah, thank you guys for all your work and everything you're doing. So that's it. I really hope you enjoyed that episode and it was helpful and informative, especially of those um, those of you who haven't made the change over to organic period products yet. Um, as always, if you like this episode, please share it, rate it or review it. Every little action you take helps others discover this podcast and hopefully live better with endo. If you want to say hi, I'm on Instagram at this underscore endo life and I'm also um, on Facebook at this endo life with a capital T E N L. Um, I don't do that much on Facebook, sorry, but um, I haven't made the plunge to delete it yet, so it's still there. Um, if you'd like to join the book club, um, I have a free book club where we read a new book a month um, that's kind of all based around endo, um, symptom reduction, just living well with like, having better periods. So yeah, if you're interested, um, the group is on Facebook. So just search um, this Endolife book club, Endolife as one word and book club as one word. Uh, request ad access and I will add you the next time I'm on. So thank you again so much for listening. Um, as I said before, if you want to enter the um, Instagram competition, just head over to Instagram um, and yeah, get involved there. And anything that you're interested in um that we mentioned in the interview will be in the show notes so hop there and have a look as well so yeah thank you so much it's really really good to be back and i can't wait to hear what you think about this season bye